that's why it's important to lift weight, even if you want to lose weight. I think everybody should do resistance training to some degree. It doesn't have to be lifting weights. Maybe it's just doing push-ups or squats or pull-ups, just bodyweight exercise. But you got to do some sort of resistance training because it makes you look good. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I hope you're doing really well. And just a second of pause to thank you for joining us on today's show and actually for all of your support. Well, now on today's call, I'm with the wonderful Ryan Jankowitz. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to talking with you here. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure to have you here. And uh, Ryan, I were just briefly talking about where he's located. We're going to take a bit of a dive into that part of his life. And Ryan's actually the founder of RJ Kettlebell, and he's a kettlebell expert. Now, if you don't know much about kettlebells, I didn't either until I did some research and I found out a little bit more. And hopefully, Ryan, uh, you can share a little bit about that with us in a moment. But uh, if you wouldn't mind, let's start off by asking you where you're located. Sure. I live in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is a suburb um, outside of Washington, D.C. Um, if, traffic, if traffic cooperates, it only takes me 10 to 15 minutes to get into D.C. Um, so I don't know if your listeners are familiar with the Beltway. Mm-hmm. Um, that <clears throat> is a lot of traffic. So <laughs> I deal with traffic quite a bit here, but um, working from home. Uh, has been a, a real blessing in disguise with COVID. I know we had just kind of touched on that before we jumped on the call here, but I really enjoyed not having to commute to <laughs> 95. Well, there is uh, a lot of, I guess, uh, side benefits to such a tragic and awful event that's affecting the globe. And uh, we're going to talk about those things in a moment. But um, you're right into kettlebells. So do you have any other hobbies aside from, from that as a sports, if you like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hobbies, I love to read. Um, I really like uh, like military history. Uh, um, yes. I love Tom Clancy books. Uh, even though he's passed away, there have been several authors who have taken up several of his stories. And many games and, built uh, from, from his stories as well. Yeah, 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 really cool. I mean, his uh, work has gone in so many different directions, from oh, movies, yeah. video games. Um, so it's really cool. So I love to read. Um, I'm into the spy novels and stuff. I find that stuff fascinating. Um, I love to go to the beach. Uh, again, we had talked about how travel has been cut down and we're not able to vacation. Um, but we did just book a, a beach vacation today um, for about <laughs> two months from now. How fantastic. So yeah, the family's looking forward to that. It'd be nice to just have a change of scenery. Um, and then I just love watching sports. Yeah. I, I grew up playing a lot of sports, watching sports. And uh, yeah, I love soccer and football, American football. Yeah, absolutely. Now uh, you talked about uh, novels and movies earlier. Do you do you do you like reading as such, or is it uh, like audio books are your favourite? Which what's your modus operandi there? No, I love the feel of a, a book in my hands. A tactile book. Yes, yeah, I love that feeling. And I told my wife that when I add more books to my library, it makes me look smarter. I may not be smarter, but <laughs> I feel it. Library makes, makes me feel smarter. So, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters, Ryan. right? Exactly. Appearances. <laughs> now, in terms of movies, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a movie buff. I love all sorts of movies. What sort of movies do you like? Uh, I really love action, comedy, 
I do a little bit of suspense and thriller movies. Um, but yeah, action and comedy are the movies that I love to watch. Yeah, and at the moment, uh, we all need a bit of a laugh, and I think the, the comedy yeah. genre is certainly coming up. It's rising to the top, as it were. So have you, have you watched the movie recently? Um, no, not really. We've been doing a lot of uh, series on like Netflix and oh, yes. Amazon Prime. Um, so that's been our kind of mainstay with watching TV. Not so much movies, because I did enjoy going out to the movies, but obviously that's not happening. Not a thing. Um, so <laughs> Netflix has become our best friend during it, this COVID situation. It, the thing about all of this, and you touched on this, uh, you and I touched on this earlier, is that what we used to take for, for granted has been stripped away from us, at least temporarily. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll come back. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, Ryan, have you had much time to, uh, I guess, uh, reflect and do much research? And if you you did um who's standing out for you at the moment who do you like to follow uh i guess in the mentorship space mm, great question um so there's a coach i've worked with before uh, by the name of nicole spencer she coaches other fitness professionals um so i've learned a lot about marketing and sales because that was um, a big weakness for me because i was very focused on the technical side of training and becoming a better coach teaching people how to move properly how to program workouts mm -hmm. so I, I've learned a great deal from her and I listen to her podcast and I get her newsletter she's probably my primary source of marketing and sales information and inspiration yeah, um, that, I, I listen to that and I think to myself because you have a, a business behind this and I'm, I, I'm hoping that we can spend some time talking about I guess the the implementation of the things that um, you are learning now um, Going back some time, when was it that you realised that you wanted to go out on your own? Did you formally have a like a career working for someone else? What was your first taste of entrepreneurialism? Sure, great question. Yeah, when I first graduated college, um, I went right into personal training. I had a job waiting for me because I had did a, an internship the summer before I graduated college mm -hmm. um, at a big health club chain, and they offered me a job. So it was like, oh, that's great. I don't have to worry about trying to find a job like the rest of my peers. Yep. Um, and I worked for other gyms for maybe three to four years. Um, the gym I was at before I left and formed my own company, um, it was a great space in some regards. In other regards, it wasn't so great. And there are just a lot of things going on in the gym that forced me to look elsewhere and think about running my own business. Now, I was very young and naive. Um, That's real probably, word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is probably 13 years ago now. I'm 39. Wow, time flies. Yeah. And I just kind of took a leap of faith. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even understand how to fill out the paperwork properly to open up my, my LLC. Um, you know, made a lot of mistakes, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that. And, you know, we kind of go through the school of hard knocks. And I think a lot of those hard lessons that I've learned have gotten me to where I am today. Yeah. So, yeah, having been in a, a weird situation working for other gyms and just not being happy with working hard for other people that forced me out the door and then just learning as I went was just how I got to where I am today. 
Yeah, that uh, consistency and persistence, that seems to be a common theme for entrepreneurs who take that leap of faith. Was, was, did, uh, obviously, the fear didn't hold you back. Um, you know, we always hear about the successful sides of businesses. What have you learned from failure in that journey? Oh, man, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've had a lot of failures. Um, but like you said, you can learn from your failures. Mm -hmm. I learned that marketing sales was a weakness for me. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how to create a marketing strategy that would bring clients to me, uh, the right clients to me. That's where I started following other business coaches and learning from them, just listening to what they were saying, attending their webinars, um, just absorbing whatever they were saying on social media. Um, that was probably the biggest lesson that I learned was that my marketing sales was not up to snuff. Yeah. I had the technical stuff down because I love, I love working with people and teaching them how to work out safely and how to get them really strong and in great shape. But it was <clears throat> the sales and marketing where I, I failed the most when I was younger. And that's where I'm really focused on right now. Yeah, that's wonderful feedback. Thank you so much. Now, the My Future Business audience, uh, Ryan, are usually startup entrepreneurs, um, small to medium-sized business owners, and they take a lot of value away from learning from those who have done walked the path before them. Um, now, in, in, with that in mind, what was mindset like for you? You obviously have a very strong mindset in terms of your, I guess, your physical strength and the ability to see something through. How was it that you applied that in your business and was there ever times that you were just like hands in the air this is too difficult and what did you do in those sort of dark moments sure that's a great question because i think every entrepreneur goes on that roller coaster you have the highs and then the lows and, oh, yeah. and the lows that's you know when you throw your hands up <laughs> um you know when almost I every day lows, yeah <laughs> yeah it can be yeah within one hour um <laughs> you know when you we hit those lows um, what I do now is just go back to the basics. I have like a ton of notes that I keep right next to me on like sales and marketing and I just have a notebook and I, I always go back to it. I refer back to it. Um, and for me, that's how I build my skill because I'm a type of person that needs repetition. That's how yep. you get stronger. That's how you get into better shape. Yep. And that's how you improve your sales skills and your marketing skills. So we're just going back to the basics, reading through my notes, just, okay, what did I do wrong? and just analyzing where things went wrong and just going back to basics and just drilling, drilling, drilling. That's how I've improved. I'm, I still have a long way to go, but just drilling the basics over and over and over again. And then also, also tracking what you're doing has been big for me. Um, I think my uncle said this really inter interesting quote. He's like, you can't measure what you don't track. Yep. So I've made it a point every single week to do like a weekly financial checkup, look at all my numbers with all my clients, um, how many people are on my email list, how many people are following me, how many people are opening up my emails. So just looking at every single number just gives me a good idea of what's happening in my business. So just, again, it's just repetition. Every single week I do these things where I'm always analyzing and always going back to basics. Yeah, wonderful. What I'm taking from this is that um, you've obviously set some goals in place, you're tracking, um, you have a, a more analytical approach to your business and they're all wonderful traits to have as a business owner. Now, um, you obviously have gone away 
from just being the mechanical guy that helps other people do this to a business owner running a business um, how important is it, is it for you to be continually learning about new things do you refer to other people in your space and watch what they're doing how do you develop your business sure great question uh, yeah I'm always absorbing uh, new information whether it's listening to podcasts attending webinars um, doing networking and just listening to what other entrepreneurs are saying about their business or what they're doing with their business. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just try and follow other business coaches. I don't necessarily pay attention to my competition and what they're doing mm-hmm. just because I just don't have the time to, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> um, so I just try and follow people who have already done what I'm trying to do. And I listen to what they say and then I use the things – I think would work best for my business. Absolutely. I want to wind back the time, uh, back to your, I guess, your high school days and and go back to your first sporting um, experiences because you clearly have a love of um, being active and staying healthy. What do you you remember of of those days and uh, what sort of sports did you enjoy that led you to kettlebell? Sure. Um, Well, when I got into cross country and track and field, that I think ultimately set the stage for me to get into fitness. Yep. Um, well, I fell in love with long distance running. Um, I was I became good at it pretty quickly because I had a, a really good athletic background from playing soccer and basketball and baseball. So um, having all those sports kind of in my back pocket made me a good runner. I was quick. I was fast. I had good endurance. Yep. And running cross country taught me the importance of nutrition and hydration, just doing simple things like making sure that I was drinking enough water, I was eating healthy, um, experiment a little bit with supplements. I didn't really know it at the time, but like power bars and power gels, which are horrible tasting. (laughs) That was like my first foray. Yeah, that was my first foray into supplements, which is a big part of the fitness industry, not something I specialize in. Um, That kind of set the stage for me to get interested in fitness and I guess exercise science and then in in terms of training um, I was learning how to prepare for a race like every week we would have a race so there'd be a period where we would build up during the week and then we would taper off as you prepare for your race and I've used that with weightlifting competitions or preparing for kettlebell certifications there's got to be a build up where you peak Mm -hmm. and then you got to taper off off your event so I think cross country and track and field really set the stage for me to get interested in the science of exercise. And I went into college interested in veterinary medicine, and that didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's why I changed my major and found um, a program called Human Nutrition Foods and Exercise, which is right up my alley. So I was much more engaged with my classes, my grades improved, and that's how I got my internship at the gym that offered me a job right out of college. Yeah, thank you for sharing this wonderful insight, Ryan. It's it's powerful stuff. Now, in terms of um, your actual business, when did you start um, RJ Kettlebell? When did this all sort of, when was the genesis? Sure. So this is kind of my third iteration mm-hmm. of RJ Kettlebell. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first left my first gym back in, it was like 2008 or something, I formed my own company, eventually changed the name to RJ Kettlebell and Personal Training, shortened it to RJ Kettlebell, um, and you know had a couple of failures 
and I had to go back to work for another gym. Mm -hmm. But I kept my business on the side because I had one or two clients. I was like, all right, I just need, again, just go back to the basics, cut my expenses. And when I did that, my private client base started to grow organically. I didn't spend a dime, which is a hard lesson learned. Um, And I just noticed that my client load was on my own was growing organically as I specialized in kettlebells and helping people get out of pain or helping people get stronger because there are not a lot of kettlebell instructors in my area. We make up a very, very small percentage of people. It's very unique. So by really, yeah, by specializing in this very niche um, thing, uh, people were seeking me out. Um, and then I was able to eventually go back out on my own after having studied up on marketing and sales and things were going great until COVID hit because I was working with people in person mm-hmm. and my business was growing. I was putting some ideas down on paper to hire trainers to come in and take up some of my hours so I can focus on growing my business. Mm-hmm. And literally a month later, Bang. COVID hit and yeah. we went into lockdown. <laughs> Didn't we just? <laughs> yeah, great timing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, look, all the best uh, late, uh, late plans to waste, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Even though it's temporary, it really is. I believe there's some brighter days in front of us. Now, when right. I think strength training, Ryan, I think, you know, the the burly muscular builds and things like that. But I'd love for you to, I guess, dispel some common myths about strength training. Do you have to be big and bulky? Is the first no, question. not at all. I mean, some of the strongest people I know are like lean and wiry. Yeah, they have this, you know, like insane strength that you wouldn't think about. Um, speaking of people that I follow, there's a strong man. He's he's a hypnotherapist and a strong man. His name is Logan Christopher. Yep. And he's he's t- he's a tall guy, but he's very lean, and this guy can lift an insane amount of weight. And a lot of it has to do with you know obviously training consistently. But training your nervous system, that's what really strength training is about. Learning how to do a certain movement extremely well and also having the mental side of it down as mm-hmm. well. This is where this guy specializes in the mental side and he applies it to his training. So you don't have to be you know, a, a brute, look like the Incredible Hulk, to begin strong. Mm-hmm. If you think about certain athletes that have to compete in weight classes like uh, wrestlers or mixed martial artists, yeah. they can't go beyond their weight class but they still need to get strong. So there's an interesting balance between getting strong um, without bulking up that it is very possible to get really super strong without getting huge. Yeah, thank you for the feedback. Now, just for a bit of context for everybody who's on the show with us today, if you go to Ryan's um, website, there's a handful of testimonials here, and they speak volumes to the sort of work that you're doing. But I watched a video of yours, Ryan, and it talked about, I guess, the science of, of muscular development and how that they're actually uh, in uh, working when they're not even working. Can you tell us a little bit about that side of the world sure sure i appreciate you going to my website and reading about absolutely love it Uh, my goal is to i don't know if i would call it a myth but something that a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot in the fitness community is tone people always say they want to tone up get toned they want toned arms i want to tone down (laughs) tone down exactly right right but what does tone mean in terms of fitness I thought it was a musical so goal, scale. Yeah. yeah. It can mean a lot of things. Uh, but when people are talking about getting tone, they 
that means they want to lose body fat so their muscles are defined. Yeah. But tone, when we define it from an anatomy anatomy perspective, means that while your muscle is at rest, it's still in a partially contracted state. So your muscle is essentially flexing without doing anything. So you kind of look ripped without having to move Mm -hmm. or lift anything. And again, you have to lose body fat first so you can see the muscle definition. And two, you have to lift weights or do some sort of resistance training so that the muscle is trained to stay somewhat contracted even when you're not lifting. So that's why it's important to lift weights even if you want to lose weight. Yeah. Um, I think everybody should do resistance training to some degree. It doesn't have to lift be lifting weights maybe it's just doing push-ups or squats or pull-ups just bodyweight exercise but you got to do some sort of resistance training because it makes you look good yeah of course um you know there's a there's a lot to be said about uh, kettlebell training from what i'm seeing already and um uh, we've been circling around the topic of covid for some time now i'd love to talk about it in terms of its direct impact to your industry at large what have you seen in the industry and how have you innovated and adapted to accommodate it so that your business could stay alive? Sure, great question. I think for the industry as a whole, it's been very tough. Yep. Um, Because for the most part, we're working with people in person. Sometimes we have to touch them to put them into the right position or hand them a weight. Mm -hmm. So I think when COVID first hit, a lot of trainers found themselves with significantly reduced hours. They lost a lot of clients, myself included. Um, but I was able to pivot to an online model, which is what I'm currently doing now. At first, it was doing Zoom sessions with my clients that I was working with in person. But then I was able to develop kettlebell programs where I'm able to work with large numbers of people at once from all across the globe. Um, so I have a 90-day kettlebell transformation program where it takes someone who is kind of a beginner intermediate level all the way into an advanced level mm-hmm. and you know each week I teach them proper form for a new exercise we cover nutrition so it's a very holistic approach to getting into shape and I also have an advanced kettlebell group um, where I plan workouts for everybody each month um, you know they are very challenging workouts and you either have to go through the 90 day program first or have experience um, working with another kettlebell instructor or just you know done your due diligence and practice on your own so yep. i've been able to create these online programs and work with more people um, which has been really awesome and this is why i love working from home now because <laughs> i don't have to get up at 4 a.m and <laughs> drive do, on the beltway to do the commute absolutely some, yeah. some some <laughs> uh, some benefits there i, I want uh, to just talk briefly about your involvement with um you know, the Russian kettlebell instructor and you've assisted in eight different kettlebell certifications helping master instructors uh, evaluate participants. You're not a, a, a blow-in. You're, you're somebody who has spent the time to become an expert at kettlebell. So I guess the question that's on a lot of people's mind who are listening to this is what is kettlebell? Sure, great question. So a kettlebell is simply a tool. Yep. Um, you know, it's a, basically a cannonball, the U-shaped handle, mm-hmm. that we can lift in many different ways. And each time we lift it, doesn't matter which exercise we're doing, it requires the entire body to work as one functional coordinated unit. And when we have all these muscles and joints working together to lift something fairly heavy, 
we expend a lot of energy, so we're burning a lot of calories. And because the kettlebell is an asymmetrical-looking object, mm -hmm. um, it recruits more muscles because their body is working with this unstable object as we press it or swing it out in front of us. So our core, the muscles in our hips and our shoulders are having to work even harder to stabilize this really unstable object. We can accelerate it. So we're, if you think about physics, force equals mass times acceleration. So if we take an object, we move it faster, we're applying more force, which requires more energy. Yep. Or we can lift something really heavy, really slowly, and it requires a ton of tension, which expends a lot of energy. So each movement that we do with the kettlebell is super efficient because we're using so much energy, and it gets us super strong because everything is working together. Yeah, wow. I can just imagine uh, all the different permutations, all the different programs and routines that you take people through. Now, I want to talk about your daily routine. You touched on uh, sure. protein and um, shakes and things and of that nature in the past um, on, on the call. What does your daily routine look like? And now, given that everything's changed in, in your world, as is for everyone, but also in terms of your diet? Mm, great question. So my diet has evolved as I've become more knowledgeable about nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, I try and eat well-rounded meals. So I have a combination of protein, healthy fat, fruits and vegetables, and some starchy carbohydrates like oatmeal, rice, uh, pasta, things like that. So my goal is to teach my clients how to construct well-rounded plates of food. Yep. When we have all these different elements, protein, fat, carbohydrates, it's really good for digestion. We get all of our vitamins and minerals, which is important for our immunity and to release energy. Um, and it's really good for our digestive system when we're getting enough fiber. So by having you know protein, fat, vegetables, fruit, and some starch, um, we have a very well-rounded meal that's going to sit well in our stomach and provide us with a lot of vitamins and minerals. Um, so I just try and eat well-rounded meals, mm -hmm. and I try to stick to just three meals a day. Um, I don't snack much. Um, occasionally, I might have like a protein bar if I'm super hungry. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing I, I try and convey to my clients is to be aware of your hunger. Are you hungry because you're bored? Uh, Are you hungry because a, you're in trap. some sort of emotional state? Yeah, yep. something has triggered your hunger. Yep. Or maybe you're in a social situation. Not maybe not right now, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, listen to your hunger signals. If you truly are hungry, eat. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not truly hungry, maybe just drink some water, or walk it off, or do something else to take your mind off food. Because if we're always taking in food all the time, it's just excess calories. And we're going to move away from that, you know, lean, defined look that most people want. Yeah, we're going to uh, have too much energy and not be able to burn it, are we? Um, so you, right. you've essentially talked about the five food groups. Would you agree with that? It's basically what you're aiming at. Um, yeah. But I'd also like to ask you, you touched on it briefly, but hydration. I see a lot of hype around electrolyte drinks. What do you stick with and what do you recommend? Pure water or electrolyte drinks? Sure. Well, the answer is it depends on what you're doing. Right. For me, because I'm inside, right now my workouts are inside, so I'm not in a hot environment. Water is just fine. Yeah. Where I think electrolyte drinks and some sports drinks 
can be very helpful is if you're outside in the heat and you're sweating a lot and you're losing electrolytes like sodium through your sweat, I think that's where those type of drinks are very useful. Or if you're doing an endurance event, again, where you're sweating a lot, you're running or biking for miles and miles, Mm -hmm. you need to replenish those electrolytes. So again, that would be a good case for electrolytes. But for the average person, drinking a Gatorade sitting at your desk is just excess calories and sugar. (laughs) Your body doesn't need Gatorade. It only needs water. Now, um, so. when you engage with somebody in a, in a past life, let's call it, pre-COVID, um, you were face-to-face, you were able to make a decision about um, suitability for your programs. Now, um, I'm thinking about it from the angle of, I guess, uh, any medical conditions. What does somebody need to consider before they uh, jump in and start working with you? And is there an application process? Sure. Um, there's a, a slight application process. We do a free phone consultation. It's just about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, allows us to get to know each other. And it allows me to determine if you're going to be a good fit for my program and I'm going to be a good fit for you. Um, I don't expect everybody to be a great fit for kettlebells, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but for those that are, I think my program is wonderful. And for someone looking to get into kettlebells, you know, first, see your doctor. Make sure you can exercise intensely and that nothing's going to go wrong Um, and then start to work on your form that's really the first place that we start Um, when someone joins my 90-day program one of the first emails they get is a video lesson on how to deadlift a kettlebell and how to swing it properly and that is where we start to build our foundation is with the deadlift and the kettlebell swing So I'm really big on slowing everybody down when they first get started Mm -hmm. so that we can focus on form um, and avoid injury as best as possible. Because it is tricky working online with people because I'm not there to physically stop somebody. Um, So I just have to trust that they're watching my videos. Um, And then I think one really cool thing about technology and working in this world we're in right now is that... My clients are recording themselves doing a couple of reps of an exercise maybe they have questions about or they're struggling with. And then they send it to me, I'll analyze it, I'll send back a response video, say, hey Rick, in your kettlebell swing, I noticed that you're not tensing your glutes and quads hard enough. I think you'll get more power and it'll keep your lower back safer. And that's been tremendous for helping my clients uh, stay safe when they work out and also take their strength to the next level. So I'm finding ways to work around not being in person by using technology and doing like video sharing yeah wonderful innovations it's a real credit to you because you know it takes some work to think about these things and and form a real business that serves um your ideal customers so um now moving on to your website where can people find you and what are they going to um find when they get there sure great question so my website is rjkettlebell.com and I have free workouts that you can download Fantastic. on the navigation bar at the top on the right corner. I'm looking at that, um, There's yep. a tab that says free kettlebell workouts. If you click on that, there's a beginner program and an advanced program. It's free to download. You just give me your name and email address, and then I'll email you um, these programs that include um, a complete breakdown of proper form. I plan all the workouts for you to safely progress your strength and your endurance. Um, and then Facebook, 
I post a lot of free content on Facebook. Just friend me, Ryan Jankowitz. I give tips on proper form for kettlebells, nutrition tips, go into mindset, time management. Um, so my goal is just to provide content, actionable content, I should say, that'll yeah. help people improve their health in some way. Um, so yeah, I would say Facebook and my website, rjkettlebell.com, is the best way to uh, get in touch with me. That's wonderful, Ryan. Thank you so very much. I've really enjoyed this call. Now, for everybody who's on the call, as is normally the case, I will be making uh, a link back to rjkettlebell.com. No matter where you find this interview, you will find a link back to Ryan. Make sure you download his uh, free program, take a look at the videos that are on his site. And with all that being said, Ryan, thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.